Welcome to Sinner's Take, another Catholic Guys podcast, of which we are the worst. I'm Mark. I'm Eddie. And I'm Cody. And today we'll be talking about the fourth installment of our Narnia Nuggets, Narnia Nugs series, uh, Prince Caspian. All right, so this one... Hopefully it doesn't take us too long to talk about. It's a pretty straightforward story. Like I think that was what you were saying, Cody. It's basically time moves differently in Narnia. The main characters, Peter, Susan, Lucy, and Edmund, have now left Narnia back to Earth. And hundreds of years pass, and Narnia is conquered by these people called the Talmarines, right? Is that how you... Tal- yeah. Talmarines, yeah. Talmarines. And... Then they come back because they're needed, right? They they stumble upon all the old stomping grounds that they were there and like their castle's been destroyed and is in ruin and like all overgrown and things like that. And they're like, what has happened? We've only been gone for like a year. and But it had been like 500 years or something like that in Narnia time. Uh, and there's kind of a theme of the story is about a little like desolation, right? I think is the overarch- overarching land thing. <laughs> uh, the overarching theme is just that what do you do when like Aslan is gone? What does Narnia do when Aslan is gone, right? So what do we do when Jesus is gone in our lives? Because he's like gone. People like don't really believe in him anymore. He hasn't really come back. So people say like he must never, you know, he must have never been real because the Talmarines have been ruling. They've never encountered him at all. Many of the... Well, the Talmarines are also trying to deny the existence of Aslan as well Yeah, and make up their own history. And I think Prince Caspian... Uh, learns from like a half uh half dwarf half yeah. dwarf who knows like the old stories that's where he learns of aslan and goes to like search for him yeah that's right and then but, many of the talking beasts and stuff from as from from narnia all like revert back to being not talking animals yes which yeah. is what aslan warned them not to do in the first book yeah he said don't start doing what they do or you're not going to be able to talk anymore and you see that like that's played out now mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a whole thing with like, or is, that, or is that just in the movie where Lucy thinks that a bear is like a nice bear and then like one of the dwarfs that she sees like has to kill it because she's like, no, that's a bear. That's like a bear yeah. bear. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's in this book too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they have little chunks of bear meat in their pockets when yeah, they're walking through the woods. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, um, that's kind of the theme. So it's, there. a lot of people are saying like Aslan's not real and the morale is really low. Prince Caspian is the rightful prince, the, like the rightful, supposed to be king of the place. And he is kind of joining forces with all the remaining talking beasts. And they're going to try and rebel against the Talmarines. But there's tension amongst it because they're like, you know, Nar- Aslan's not coming, right? So we have to do it on our own and we're no match for for, for them. And the, the enemy is Prince Miraz, I think. Miraz, yeah. Yeah, and so he's not of the same lineage, but he has killed uh, Prince Caspian's father. That's So right, that's yeah. why he's killed his father. And then I think Prince Caspian's mother dies like in the beginning of the book, and so Prince Caspian has to flee because like he's next on the hit like, list in the lineage, pretty much. So, and that's where we get to the story. Yeah. So the heroes eventually get called back into Narnia, right? As we as we said, they're figuring all this stuff out, and again, it's about desolation. And you could tell that Peter, Edmund, and Susan, who they don't get it as well as Lucy does. Lucy is throughout the entire story the one who understands Aslan the best. Uh, she's the youngest. She's the most innocent. She is very much so a symbol for Our Lady, and she like, but she has like no. Her lack is like she lacks courage in herself. Like she has no self confidence. She has, she doesn't like to be made fun of. She doesn't, and 
she is always afraid that like her siblings are going to talk down on her. It's kind of what happened originally when she discovered Narnia before everyone else. They're like, you're crazy, right? Like, what are you doing? And she like was like so wounded by that that her like her loved ones called her crazy. You know, didn't believe her even though she's never told them a lie before. So this whole thing kind of like Aslan starts appearing to her and her alone because her heart is the only one that's like open to him. And like he, they are removed from seeing him. And she like tries to tell him that she's seeing them. And they all like say like, no, Aslan's not there. We would have seen him as well. And you know, that kind of happens. They go a different way than what it seems like Aslan is calling them to. She like, he gestures to Lucy to like come this way and they don't. Uh, because they, none of them all see them, and she doesn't want to stand up to Peter, her older brother, and Edmund and all the other people. Uh, so she eventually meets him face-to-face again, and there's some really good dialogues there. How does it start, Mark? Okay, so Lucy, everybody's sleeping, and she wakes up because she feels his presence of Aslan and goes and searches for him in the woods. She can like just see like the tail of him and like is following him by that. And then finally, she sees him, like, he stops and he shows himself to her and she says aslan aslan dear aslan sobbed lucy at last and the great beast rolled over on his side so that lucy fell half sitting and half lying between his front paws he bent forward and just touched her nose with his tongue his warm breath came all around her she gazed up into the large wise face welcome child he said aslan said lucy you're bigger that is because you are older little little one answered he not because you are i am not but every year you grow you will find me bigger which i just thought like when i read that like how true of that of like our own spiritual lives that as a as a child like our concept of god and our own creator is sort of in a box um you know what we're taught in catechism or you know the the stained glass windows in the church um but as we grow and as we sort of invest and develop into our own spiritual life, we'll find just how grand or even how much we can sort of understand how grand God is and how, how vast his love is for us. I just thought that was a, a, good, a good line, especially for Lucy who desires Aslan so much and that when we desire God with you know, the same fervent desire, he becomes larger than life to us. And then they continue on to say, basically, she has a dialogue with, with Aslan where she like, can't handle the fact that she did see him and didn't immediately run to him. And she's like super guilty about it. He said, Lucy, we must not lie here for long. You have work in hand and much time has been lost today. And she says, yes, wasn't it a shame? I saw you. All right. They wouldn't believe me. They also. And then she like gets cut off. And she says that she hears from within, from deep within Aslan, something that resembled a growl. And you could tell that like this whole thing is she like wants to blame other people, but he's like, no, like you saw me and you didn't respond, right? You know me. You're like you're rejecting me when you know me. Um, and so like then the whole dialogue basically goes on as Lucy like just keeps like saying, she goes like, I'm sorry, uh, I didn't mean to start like talking bad about the others, but it wasn't my fault. And then it just says Aslan just like looks at her. And she says, oh, Aslan, you didn't mean it was me. Like, how could I, what could I have done? And as it says, Aslan says nothing. And she says, uh, you mean that it would have turned out all right somehow, but how, please, Aslan, am I not to know? And Aslan says, to know what would have happened, child, nobody has ever told that. And Lucy says, oh, dear. And, she, and Aslan says, but anyone can find out what will happen. 
if you go back to the others now and wake them and basically tell them. And so she, he's just like, now go back and do what you were supposed to do the first time. Right. He says, it's going to work out. I find it so, so beautiful, but it's, it, this is a little bit more of a challenging thing, right? Like in those times of desolation, do we, do we just abandon the Lord? And then we want to blame everything else on everybody else. And like God, God sees right through those lies. Right. Um, and I think, cause Lucy has a better relationship with Aslan than the rest of them. So it's like, for those of, you, of us who are trying to like come to know the Lord, we cannot hide behind our own excuses, right? God sees right through them. And when to like, it's so much better if we just acknowledge like, yep, should have done this, move past it. And then again, when you actually allow yourself to go face to face with God and I, I, something that this book, these books have helped me a lot with like my own, when I like go to confession and I sin afterwards to like really sit in front of the crucifix and like look at the Lord. Right. And even not if there's no crucifix there, which is envision when I go to confession, me walking up to like the crucified Jesus and like actually having to look him in the eye and be like, and let that draw out the truth out of me where it's, it's like, I cannot deny what is before me. And instead of like, I feel like a lot of times we kind of just go to confession. We go to prayer after we've done something wrong. We kind of like, we, with our eyes down, we just pretend like, okay, like give me the forgiveness, right? Because I messed up instead of really looking at him and let's talk about what happened here. Very good. At the same time though, I don't think, I think it's a good practice for us to let the truth be drawn out of us, but it's not something that we necessarily need to be afraid of. And I think uh, you see that response in Susan. So she, I think is the one that is the most skeptical and she's, she's the skeptic the whole time. She, I mean, in the, in the second book, seems to be the one that is most skeptical of them being there of of everything that's going on like we're the we should just go back uh, and in this book she seems to be the most skeptical of aslan being there or of anything narnian ish so when she finally does see aslan she gets super sad right because again she knew him at one point uh and either just forgot or she forgot what happened with lucy in the first in the or excuse me the second book and she becomes very upset and she looks at Lucy and says, what am I, what am I going to say to him? You know, I, I was so negative and so vehemently opposed to him being here. What am I going to say to him when we finally approach each other? And Lucy says, perhaps you don't need to say much at all, or perhaps you won't need to say much. And I think we're never really more than like a question away from mercy. As far as you are made to feel away from the love of God, or, you know, Susan is from Aslan, you are never really further than just the simple question like, could you please forgive me? And you're back, right? You start again. I think that seems to be like the lesson that Lucy learns that she brings to Susan, right? Because she tries to go about it all the way instead of just saying, this was my fault. How do we fix it? Right. And that's the thing. Like, you don't need to say much. You just have to be honest and and contrite. You know, give it a go. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I think... I think to to go off that, it seems like with Susan, it's a very scary and intimidating time because of, I think oftentimes we do a pretty bad job of separating the church and state. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We do a bad job of separating how we talk to other people and how other people talk to us and then how we speak with God. Um, And so sometimes when we tell people things we're not proud of, we get like, shamed for it and um we get this like negative this really negative feedback 
uh, which is helpful most of the times, but like, it's not a good feeling. And we don't always receive that mercy and forgiveness from other people, especially if we've hurt that person. I think that's a more direct uh, comparison, but with God, he wants us to come and ask for forgiveness. And sometimes I know with my own self, like I feel the same feeling that I would with if I had hurt another person and I am not expecting forgiveness or am not expecting mercy from it. But every single time I'm wrong because I'm forgiven every single time. But that is the the jump that needs to be made that just go, just approach God, just approach him, ask for forgiveness. And then you will be forgiven like with a, with a contrite heart, but then just go from there, you know? Yeah, so that's pretty much it for this one. It's a, it's a good book. Like you said, pretty straightforward story. Encourage you to read it, as all of them. Check back for the next one. Bye.